Ladies and gentlemen, we are just a few days away from November 3rd. November 3rd being the magic date for the presidential election in the United States of America. Donald Trump versus Joe Biden in an epic contest we've all been waiting for. But the question is, will we know on November 3rd who the next president of the United States of America is? No, I, I don't think that's that's the case at all. I think it's going to get dragged out for several, several, several days, um, if not weeks. And we eventually will know who the president is. But I want to talk about this today because, because I want to address some things that I've seen on Twitter. I think it's pretty clear what the media is trying to do. And I want to make you very aware of that. I want to make you aware. I don't want you to get defeated. It's easy to do. I find myself on a roller coaster every day. So in the morning, I'll be a little excited. I'll take a look at the numbers, the early voting, absentee voting returns. I'll get even more excited. And then I see a bunch of polls. I see a bunch of pundits telling me that Trump's done, Trump's done, Trump's done. Trump's moving money from here to here. Trump doesn't know he's on his last leg, blah, blah, blah. And I get a little defeated. I can't help but get a little defeated. So I want to make sure that you guys are in the same position that I am. I want to make sure that you guys are armed to not be defeated because we need motivation right now more than we ever do before. We need votes. We need you to convince your friends to go and vote. This race is not finished by a long shot. We still have a mile and some to go. I want to welcome you to the Right Wing Vegan Podcast. I am Scott. It is Thursday. This is the Thursday show. I went off a little bit yesterday. I apologize to those who may have been offended by some of my word choice. But listen, I decided not to edit that out because I wanted you to hear how angry I I was. I I was very angry when I woke up yesterday morning and I saw what had happened in Philadelphia the night before. Because I'm just so sick and tired of this. I'm so sick and tired of this. Now, I got even more mad throughout the day when I realized the media wasn't covering it at all, which is so egregious. I mean, there are some things like politically that you can go, okay, well... You know, the media is not covering that. That's bad because the American people should be informed about who they're voting for. But when I see stuff like this with mass violence and looting and rioting and I see the media not covering this, that is leaving a state, a city, a locality out to dry, man. Because if people don't see what's going on in these cities, you know, no action is ever going to be taken. And we need the people to see this stuff right now. We need action taken. I mean, I don't care if you're a Democrat or a Republican, if you're if you're an honest person with a good heart and a solid mind you see this stuff and think it's disgusting and you you think something needs to be done to stop this these are people's livelihoods in some cases these are people's lives themselves there's a lot of physical violence going on in the world right now it is only going to get worse just imagine when election time comes you think that's going to be peaceful you think when we go a week and we still don't know who the president of the united states is that's going to be a peaceful thing no of course it's not the media is already painting the narrative. There's going to be a red wave on election day. It's going to be red, 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 red. And then and then don't worry, more mail-in votes are going to come and it's going to be blue, almost as if they know the game is rigged. And Project Veritas has done a good job of reporting on a lot of voter fraud in Texas, and we should be very concerned about that. If Texas is a swing state all of a sudden, gee, I wonder why. And if you don't think that's an indication that there's going to be lawsuit after lawsuit after lawsuit about the legitimacy of these election returns, you are a crazy person. Fully expect there to be mass lawsuits about the legitimacy of this election. 
there's already questions because the Democrats really pushed hard for mail-in voting. Now they're backing off of that. Gee, I wonder why. They're backing off because most of the votes who are getting turned away, most of the votes who are not getting counted are mail-in ballots that people filled out incorrectly. Or that some postal worker just decided to dump in a dumpster because he was too lazy and didn't want to deliver the mail for that day. And most Democrats are the ones who are voting by mail. So that's who is getting hurt in this election. It is very odd to me that the Democrats pushed mail-in voting with the New York Times, with other news outlets having already reported. Now, they, they, they took this back because they wanted to run cover for the Democrats. But it is an odd strategy. They knew the system was flawed and they pushed it anyways. And now they're reaping what they sow. So I want to take some time to tell you to like the show, comment, share the show. Please share this show. We're getting we're getting a little more exposure than we're, we usually do. I want to thank Cassandra Fairbanks for that. She she retweeted us, kind of kind of gave us a little shout out. And we are very much appreciative of that, especially from someone like her who's who is a journalist. We we love Cassandra. We follow her, um, the Gateway Pundit. We 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 you know read her articles, and she's very pithy on Twitter. We enjoy following her. So we appreciate that shout out. But I want to I want to do something. I want to go over some numbers with you guys. I want you to feel as and look, I'm not okay. I am not in a place of absolute comfort. We need to get the vote out, man. We really do. This election, but it, it it's in reach. It's not out of the water like they say. So, have you ever checked out Target Early? targeterly.targetsmart.com tracks general election early and absentee ballots ballots they track the returns and it's very interesting i mean there's different ways that you can break this down so if you want to look nationally you can check those numbers out if you want to just filter out the battleground states for the presidential race you can if you want to filter out the battleground states for the senate you can um it's a very interesting website then you can go state by state and you can look at the returns now what this does it breaks it down by party so i can't guarantee that all of these republicans voted for donald trump and i can't guarantee that all of these democrats voted for biden it's probably not true I would say 10% of Republicans probably vote for Biden and 20 and 15% of Democrats probably vote for Trump. And I would say there's a, probably a split evenly of the unaffiliated, even if they lean slightly Democrat. But let's take a look at these numbers because we're constantly told Donald Trump is getting blown out. There are polls in places like Wisconsin that have Donald Trump down 17 points. That is a massive, massive lead in a battleground state especially for a candidate who barely campaigns when he does campaign, when he's out there doing rallies, he's doing them in front of 10 people. I mean, it's weird. It's weird, weird stuff. I can't explain why that candidate would be 17 points over an incumbent who has tens of thousands of people attend his rallies. It makes absolutely no sense. Even looking at those polls on their face, when, when I see them, my first reaction is this absolutely can't be real. So I want to I want to go with somebody that 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 the media does consider an expert. And that's Nate Silver. 538. So Nate Silver put out a tweet. This was a little while ago. But he said that you know the way this election is probably going to play out is early voting you're going to have or at least this is what the trends were showing at the time that that he released the tweet, which is at least a few weeks ago at this point. Democrats very early voting they had a huge advantage. They were like plus 30. They, we should expect Democrats to be plus 30 very early in early voting. And then that would kind of taper down to plus 17, where we're at right now. And then on election day, you should expect a heavy Republican turnout. 
So they'll get a little more even. A little more. But the Dems should still have an advantage in early voting. And then you're going to have a massive Republican turnout on election day. So when you see close numbers, that's good for Trump. Because right now, Democrats should be up 17 points. Now, this is according to Nate Silver. But when I look at these numbers, I don't see 17 points. I don't even see close. In some states, that is true. Minnesota being one of them. It is about 17 points. But when I look at the overall battleground states, this is their absentee voter report. This takes in Arizona, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, Michigan, Minnesota, North Carolina, New Hampshire, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Texas, Virginia, and Wisconsin. It's only less than 1% of a difference between the Republicans and the Democrats. Less than 1%. Now, we were told the Democrats would be up 17 points because of early voting, and it is less than 1% in battleground states. That is good for Trump. When you go nationally, it is only 7 points. That is also good for Trump. That is good for Trump. Why do the polls have Joe Biden up so much when the early voting returns do not indicate that Joe Biden is up 17 points in most of these battleground states? There are outliers. Look at Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania is a huge outlier. The Democrats are up big in Pennsylvania. They're up big, like massively big. Probably when I look at this number, I get very defeated in Pennsylvania. But Trump can lose Pennsylvania and still win the election. He just has to pick up a few tough states, but he can do it. Let's take a look at Texas. They keep telling me Texas is a battleground state. They keep telling me Texas is a toss-up. They also keep telling me that Republicans are going to come out in droves on election day. Well, Republican votes 51.6%, Democrats 38.8%. Republican turnout is massively more in Texas than the Democrats. And Republican turnout is growing. Democrat turnout is stagnating. It started out just like every state. Democrats were real hot and heavy in Texas. Then it dipped and it dipped and it dipped and it continues to dip. Republican started out real, real weak. And then it started to grow and grow and grow. And it's just continuing to grow. This is what they predicted. They are correct about that. All of the trends are showing very heavy dim turnout in the beginning of the election. Republicans are catching up. Let's take a look at Nevada. Nevada's an interesting state. 45.1% Republican, 46.4% Democrat. Look at the trends. What do you see? Democrats filtering down, Republicans speeding up. More Republicans are going to vote in person with early voting. It is exactly how it was predicted. So the question is, why is it that Nate Silver, running his model, thinks that Trump has a very, very small chance of winning the election? Even by his tweet, when you look at these numbers, it does not show that. The polling is broken. The polling is broken. Latest presidential, wow. Wow. There's only two maps that favor Donald Trump. How is that even possible? I can play with the Electoral College map and get more chances than two that Donald Trump wins the election. How is this even possible? It doesn't make any sense. 
I mean, he can run as many algorithms as he wants. I think he's using polling data, and that is not good. He's got Ohio going for the Democrats. How is that even Georgia going for the Democrats? North Carolina, Florida, Arizona? There's no way. There's no way. But I think his little windy thing here says that even if those states go for Trump, he's still not at 270. But do we really think Biden's going to win all of these states? I just don't know. And the early voting data doesn't support what Nate Silver's showing. I mean... But even he admits the polling error error doesn't need to be as big as you might think because they're just looking at national polls. Many people think that Pennsylvania is going to determine the race. I don't know. I actually think it's going to come down to some weird number where you get the, the, the districts in Nebraska and Maine. They split some of their congressional districts out, and those votes are counted separately. They're separate electoral votes that go to each one. I have a weird feeling we're going to come down to one of those. So a single congressional district in this country might determine the election. Isn't that fascinating? There are also many scenarios when you play with the map where you can get a tie, and it's not like they're far-fetched scenarios. They're pretty believable. 269 to 269. Could you imagine if it ended in that? Oh, gosh. Would the country be torn apart? I think maybe. I say all of this to say, don't be defeated, guys. We have not lost yet. This race is close. I would estimate in my mind it's 50-50. I don't know how many Republicans are going to turn out on election day, but that is going to decide the race. Now, in Pennsylvania and North Carolina, I think you got extra days. But the data would support that Democrats are already almost all voted by mail. So unless they go out and they try and convince a bunch of Dems who have no intention of voting to vote or they harvest ballots or they cheat, which, okay, you know, there's proof that they're cheating. I think if we get a massive Republican turnout on Election Day, we got it. We got this. Now, the early voting data actually favors Republicans in in swing states over Democrats with early voting. So it sounds like the Republicans at the very least might keep the Senate. Especially if that model is true and you get a ton of Republican turnout on Election Day. Now, out of all the models I've seen, out of all the polls, that is the one that consistently looks to be accurate. Heavy Democrat turnout at the beginning as people rush to mail in their votes, slowly creeps into the Republican territory, and then you get a huge, massive Republican ter- you know, turnout on Election Day. There was, there was some, some interesting information that came out of Pennsylvania where a lot of people haven't voted yet. And you can look, a lot of people haven't. There's still a ton of people in Pennsylvania to vote. And I know from my own circles that there's a lot of my friends who intend on voting on election day because they want the experience. You want the experience of voting on election day. And I totally get it, especially if it's going to be a bunch of Republicans and you are Republican. You want to be out there with your people. You want to be out there with your people. There's also this fear that your vote isn't going to count. And who is most likely to be afraid that the de- you know that their their vote isn't going to count it's going to be republicans the media is against you you got you know big tech against you everybody's trying to silence you of course you don't trust the system the system is working against you in many ways now i don't know what happens after election day tomorrow's the friday show it'll be the big show with kelly and i we'll talk about that i think that's going to be our main topic is what is next i don't know but what i do know 
is that this might be after the Friday show, we'll have Monday morning and we'll have Tuesday morning together and then we'll have an idea. And then on the Wednesday show, we'll have an idea and we're going to go over all of the results on the Wednesday show that have come in so far. We'll have lots of news next week. That's for sure. I will be spending a lot of time with you guys. There'll probably be long episodes. I'm not going to cap them, right? Normally I cap them at about 25 minutes, a little over. I'm not capping that one. I'm going to let those episodes go as long as they go. I think it's important. I want to make sure you guys are getting all of the information that you need because I don't think the media is going to be giving it to you. So you're going to need good, honest information, and I'll be happy to provide that to you the best that I can. Now, I want to touch on something that happened on Tucker Carlson tonight last night. A lot of people are talking about it. I didn't get to talk too much about the Bobulinski interview because I was too worked up over Philadelphia. But the interview was damning. You know, there's nothing about this guy that would lead me to believe he's lying. He's not asking for money. He doesn't want a financial cut. The man's wealthy anyways. From, from conversations, taped conversations that he had with, with representatives for the Biden family that you can hear, he expresses the same concerns that he does when he's on Tucker, when he's on these, these well, Tucker's the only media he's done. He wanted the Bidens to come forward. He felt personally offended when they came after him for the Russia thing. When they said, oh, it's just Russian disinformation. That offended him. As a former military man whose who's, who's family served in the military as well, he was deeply offended by that. So he said, either you guys come out and address this or I'm, go- I'm moving forward. And they tried to stop him. There was audio played on uh, where you can hear them say, dude, if you go forward with this, you're going to bury us. And he's, he's like, I'm going forward, man, unless you guys do. He's, br- he's got a brass set, that's for sure. But I have no reason to believe this guy's lying. And he has documents to back it up. And, and there's a committee right now that's, that's uh, looking at these documents. And so far, they're all verified. He's telling the truth, but the media is not covering it. This is so egregious, guys. If there's one thing we need to demand next year, we when we roll into 2021, we need to demand accountability from our media. We need to stop giving views to CNN and MSNBC. Any news agency that refuses to cover this stuff, don't even give them the time of day. We need to treat them like people treat the National Enquirer. Don't even give them the time of day. That's what they're worth. But Tucker last night mentioned that he had some some documents and he, they were they were pretty sensitive documents that had some some interesting evidence. He had them shipped, and they they ended up going going missing. Now some people are saying, "Why didn't you scan the documents, dude?" What? And I think he did. I think he was trying to make a big point. The bigger point, the bigger point being, listen, I I people are trying to steal this information. They don't want this getting out, and they're trying to do some shady stuff to to accomplish that goal. I'm sure Tucker Tucker's a smart guy. I don't think this is a blunder on his or Fox's part. I am sure there are backups to these documents. But it does go to show you, doesn't it, that they are t- actively trying to cover this up. As if we didn't know that already with the tech censorship and with um, within media basically not covering it. So how deep does this go? Will we ever find out? I don't know. The FBI has been sitting on this laptop since 2019. What have they done with it? Nothing. Apparently, the laptop has child pornography on it. Child pornography? And the the FBI's been sitting on it since 2019? What in the heck is that? That's pretty egregious, isn't it? I don't even know what to say about that. You know, Kelly and I have talked on the show. We talked on the Friday show. And, you know, it's pretty obvious that 
many voters are not seeing any of this stuff because again, like I said, the media is not covering it. So many voters aren't exposed to this information, which is just sad. But, but like 7.9 million people watch Tucker. And that's not counting people who watched it online. So more eyes are on this. And if those people tell their people, tell their people, tell their people, we could really get this out. And I'm not sure how many people have seen the videos online. Like how many people have watched Tucker talk about this online? I don't know. Maybe a lot. Maybe like 50 million will end up seeing this. That's pretty big. And that's how we defeat the media with alternative media, with YouTube, until YouTube shuts us down. But that's how we do it. We utilize alternative resources to get our news. You're going to get better news there anyways. Why are you still going to CNN? Why do you go to CNN.com for anything? When my friends send me stuff from CNN, I'm very quick to criticize the source because I don't want them sourcing from CNN. When people argue with me, Adam Schiff on Twitter is the worst. I mean, he's a disgusting dirtball to begin with, but he always cites CNN. Always. And then he'll be like, see? And I'm like, you just cited CNN, dude. That's embarrassing for you. You're using CNN as a source? As if they've been not biased for years and years? CNN? Sometimes they'll even cite CNN politics, which I think is their opinion site. It's like, you're citing someone's opinion? What? What? Ball? So I don't know. I don't know. Don't believe the media. Do research yourself. Look into Tony Bobolinsky. Look into the Hunter Biden email scandals, how Joe is implicated, and then share that information. Share it, please, because more and more people need to see this. We need to see who we are voting for. You need to see them wide out in the open. And you need to make sure, is this a person that you want to give power to? this is this a per look i know you hate the orange man i get it but is this the way you want to go i'm gonna leave you with that question today guys i hope you have a really great thursday i really really do sorry this episode's a little late but i had a busy morning what can i say um we will be doing the friday show tomorrow with kelly and i we're going to talk about what comes after the election how we think it's going to go we might play with the electoral college map a little bit and we'll try and do that live on the air with you guys so you can hear the banter between the two of us as we do it but it should be a great show. We hope you guys will join us for that. We also hope you'll like, comment, share, subscribe, do all of the good things with the show. We really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate user questions. I promise I will get to the rest of them, the ones that I received, user questions. I promise I will get to listener questions, the ones that I received. I really do promise that. Again, really appreciate the support. Follow me at Vegan Wing, and I will see you guys tomorrow.